We've put together a brand new sample of RAR Premium. So if you've been on the fence about joining us inside RAR Premium, you can get a free sample now to see if it's a good fit for your family. To get that free sample, go to readaloudrevival.com slash sample or just text the word RAR sample like it's all squished together in one word. (laughs) RAR sample to the number 33777. Okay, here's the show. You're listening to the Read Aloud Revival Podcast. This is the podcast that helps you make meaningful and lasting connections with your kids through books. Hello, hello, Sarah McKenzie here. You've got episode 131 of the Read Aloud Revival podcast. This episode is all about helping you read aloud with your kids around the 50th anniversary of the Apollo 11 lunar mission. That's right. The 50th anniversary of man landing on the moon is July 20th, and I have got books today to help you read, celebrate, and talk with your kids about it. And oh boy, there are some good ones on this list. So here's what we're going to do in this episode. First, I'm going to answer a listener question. Then to celebrate the 50th anniversary of the moon landing, we made you a book list. (laughs) And it's a list full of wonderful books you can use to read about the moon landing. You can find that list at readaloudrevival.com slash 131 since this is episode 131. As per usual, the list is free. You can use the clickable version online, or you can grab the printable version if you'd like to bring it with you to the library. On this show, I'm going to describe a few of my favorites on the list. Um, I'm going to tell you the one that I think really stands head and shoulders above the others is the absolute best book. So if you're on a super tight budget and your library doesn't have them, or there's a huge list of holds on your books, this is the one I think is worth owning for yourself. Um, But I'll tell you all that my, there's so many good books on this list. I'm excited to talk about them. And then, um, of course, we'll wrap up our episode with Let the Kids Speak. And 10 kids are going to tell us which books they've been loving lately. Sound good? Okay, so let's get into it. Before we dive into our listener question, I do want to make sure you know that we have monthly picture book lists at Read Aloud Revival. So our July book list, as an example, has fantastic books to help you celebrate summer. Some take you to the ocean, others take you out on the lake in a boat. Uh, Basically, our summertime favorites. Now, if you are in the Southern Hemisphere, you would just want to go check out our monthly recommendations for January because those are going to be our winter recommendations. And you are having winter, of course. But in the Northern Hemisphere, it's all about summer in July. Now, we do these book lists, monthly picture book lists every month, and we're updating them this year as well with books that we think are the best of the best for each month. You can get those lists by texting the word books to the number 345345 or just by visiting rarbooklist.com. So it's a giant free list. It has our book recommendations, our picture book recommendations, especially for every month. Those are probably our some of our most popular book lists. 
at Read Aloud Revival. And the great thing about signing up for the list when you request it is that you also sign up to get our emails, which is great because I send you a note reminding you when it's time to put those books on hold at the library. So when it's time for you to put those books on hold at the library in August, you'll get a note from me. And when the seasons change and it becomes fall, you're going to get a note from me as well, reminding you and about our lists, letting you know what we've updated them with, and reminding you to put them on hold at the library. So again, just text the word books to the number 345-345, or you can visit rarbooklist.com. You pop your email in there and we send it to you. Okay, so first up today is a listener question from Paula. Hi, Sarah. This is Paula. And I have a question. I am trying to get my library involved with Read Aloud Revival. And I wondered if there was something special that I could pass along to them as information for librarians. Do you have something put together that I could hand my librarian and say, this is so cool. Can you give us a spot in the library where we can pick our books and find the things that Sarah has been telling us about? Hey, Paula, thanks so much for this question. It's a great question. And yes, we do have something especially for librarians. We have what we call a library display kit. And this is a free kit that you can request on behalf of your library or your favorite librarian can request it. It's simply a digital file we send over and it contains a printable poster that your library can print out and put up that says, you know, these are books recommended by the Read Aloud Revival, as well as a all of the book lists, all of our favorite books that we love to recommend at Read Aloud Revival. And what we've noticed since we put this out is that uh, librarians love to use it to create Read Aloud displays at their library, which is awesome because it's really fun to be able to, for a family to be able to come into the library, of course, and go over to a display where they know they're going to find some great read alouds. And so because our lists are carefully curated for their read aloud ability, <laughs> they're wonderful displays for libraries. So a lot of librarians are doing this. Um, every once in a while, I see someone share a picture of their library of their read aloud revival display. It's pretty awesome. So to get this, you can go to readaloudrevival.com slash 65. And again, you can just grab that digital file and then bring it to your library, or you can let them know where they can get it. We have a lot of libraries and library staff who are subscribed to our book list and email list at Read Aloud Revival as well. And they tell us that they like to follow to see what we're recommending so that they can make sure their libraries are stocked with the books that we're suggesting. So we love it when you share Read Aloud Revival with your libraries. That kit is free and it's at readaloudrevival.com slash 65. Okay, so let's talk about books to celebrate the moon landing. I'm going to tell you about a few of my favorites from our list. We've got about a dozen on the list, and you can see all of them at readaloudrevival.com slash 131. I'm going to tell you today on the show about a few of my favorites, including my number one top pick. Now, keep in mind that we're highlighting picture books here. And I just want to take a moment to reiterate, I know you've heard this before on the Read Aloud Revival, but I want to reiterate that picture books are an incredibly effective form to read aloud with kids of all ages. I know we have a tendency to think that picture books are just for the youngest kids, but I just want to take a a second here to make a little argument for reading picture books with older kids too. 
A lot of times we think of reading as a ladder, and we think that picture books come before chapter books and novels, right? So we, if you imagine this ladder, we've got board books on the bottom, and then picture books, and then chapter books, and then novels, and eventually we climb up the ladder to what we read as adults. But this view of reading on a ladder where we step away from one kind of reading or one form into another level, it's not a very accurate picture of what we're actually doing. I think a better picture would be considering reading as a set of expanding concentric circles, right? So we don't move away from one kind of reading or one form of reading Instead, we broaden our reading to include another kind of book. So in many cases, picture books are actually written at a higher level than chapter books and novels. Let me explain. Publishers expect that picture books are going to be read aloud by an adult to a child. So that means that they don't need to make sure the vocabulary, the syntax or sentence structure is, say, at a third grade reading level or a second grade reading level. That's why you can get highly sophisticated, beautiful language patterns and rich vocabulary in a picture book. Then you move into a chapter book like the Magic Treehouse books or Encyclopedia Brown or whatever, and you actually see, even though those are fun books and great books and they, they serve a very important purpose in a child's reading life, you actually see the language diminish. That's because publishers expect those books to be read by kids themselves, kids who are in transition to becoming fluent readers. So when we move from picture books to chapter books and first novels, we're actually taking a step down in reading level. We're taking a step down as far as the beauty of the language, the sophistication of the grammar and the syntax and the sentence structure and so on. So it's really important to remember because a lot of us worry when we feel like our child should be reading quote unquote at their level. We take that to mean that they should be moving up this imaginary ladder. Instead, it would be a lot more helpful if we thought of it as expanding concentric circles. So we're reading picture books with our kids, and then we don't ever move away from reading picture books with our kids. We just add chapter books. And then when our children become fluent readers, we add middle grade novels, right? And so we're never moving away from picture books, like taking our foot off that rung on the ladder. We're just adding to it. And that way we get to keep reading these very rich stories with our kids. It's definitely not a vertical move. When you're going from picture books to chapter books and novels, you're not making a vertical move. Uh, as far as the actual reading level goes, you're taking a step down. But that's okay because it's an, like I said, it's an important part of helping our kids become fluent readers. It's all important parts. So I'm not diminishing the importance of chapter books and middle grade novels. I just want us to remember that picture books are still an important part of our children's reading life all through their lives. Now in the books I'm going to tell you about today, there are several that are especially good for older kids, and I'll point out a few of those to you. And if you're thinking, great, you know, I get that picture books are wonderful for my older kids, but there is no way my older kids are going to let me read picture books to them or that they're going to read them on their own or whatever. I have a couple of ideas for you to sort of invite them into the experience of a picture book. First of all, if you have younger kids at your home, or if you have you know, younger cousins visiting this summer, or younger kids in the neighborhood, or whatever, ask your older kids to read a picture book to the younger child. That's a great way to re-invite them into picture books, because it allows the older kids a pressure-free way to enjoy a picture book without worrying what other people will think of them. 
I think most older kids and teens still very much enjoy picture books because like I said, the sophistication of the language, the beauty of the vocabulary, the richness of the stories themselves, they are very appealing to older kids. It's that we've sort of taught them to think of picture books as little kid books. And so they are not very free a lot of times, especially teens, to feel like they can enjoy a picture book without that being seen as less than if they were, you know, enjoying a novel, for example. And so if you encourage your older kids to read aloud picture books to younger kids, it removes that fear of what will people think of me reading this picture book and lets them just freely enjoy a picture book without worrying what other people think. And then we get the added bonus that when they're reading aloud to their siblings or friends or cousins or whoever, our older kids are developing skills of elocution. We all know that reading aloud is its own skill, right? The more you read aloud, the better you get at it. It's the skill of elocution, of speaking clearly, of knowing the tone and cadence and rhythm of reading out loud. And the more you practice, the better you are at it. A child who reads aloud regularly to their siblings or friends or family members, they're going to be better speakers and oral communicators than kids who are not reading aloud. So it's a very wonderful experience for kids to be reading picture books to others. Another thing you can do, and I know this is gonna be like mind blowing, <laughs> is just to read to them anyway, just read a picture book to them anyway. And if your older kids scoff or say, what are you reading a picture book to me for? Or why are you reading a little kid book to me? You can say, okay, here's the deal. I'm going to read this to you. And if you know everything in this book and you don't learn anything, you're not exposed to any new idea, then I won't ever read it to you again. Especially with the books on the moon landing list I'm about to tell you, I can almost guarantee they will learn something. And so it's a helpful reminder. I have talked to so many adult writers who write for adults and who are adults and who still turn to picture books as their first place, their first stop for research. Picture books are a condensed and beautiful kind of art form. They take what could otherwise be contained in a much longer book, much longer narrative, right? And they condense it to its most essential bits, told in oftentimes lyrical, beautiful text, many times like poetry, they pair that with beautiful visuals. I mean, often the kind of illustrations that are in today's best picture books are what you'd go look at on the walls of an art museum, right? There's nothing babyish about any of this. It is a distinct art form. Picture books are not just for little kids. Picture books are an art form. So I think really the more you read picture books to your kids, you read picture books for yourself, the more you check out picture books at the library, no matter how old your kids are, and you just have them laying around your house, but basically the more we normalize reading picture books, the more it doesn't seem like a babyish thing for our kids to do, right? A lot of voices might tell you that you need to learn how to get better at homeschooling, but I know something about you. You don't actually need to homeschool better. You need to homeschool happier, to have more fun, to smile more, laugh more. You want a twinkle in your eye. <laughs> and you want your kids to know deep in their bones that you love homeschooling them. That twinkle is worth pursuing too, because the key to a successful homeschool is a peaceful, happy mother. And that's what we're committed to helping you become at RAR Premium. RAR Premium is a unique program that offers mentoring for you, the homeschool mom, and we offer Open and Go Family Book Club. This is a family book club you can use with all ages from 4 to 17, and it will explore language arts, reading, and we often dip into writing, science, 
history, all across the curriculum as we uncover so many good and meaningful ideas. The best news is we do all the prep work for you. If you'd like to get a free sample of RAR Premium so you can see if it's a good fit for your family, head to readaloudrevival.com slash sample, or you can just text RAR sample, one word, to the number 33777 and we'll send it your way. Now back to the show. Um, one episode you might be, if you're, if this kind of piques your interest and you think, hmm, I want to hear more about that. An episode you might enjoy listening to is the one with Gail Gibbons. We'll put a list, link to it in the show notes uh, because she writes nonfiction picture books for kids. And uh, it's really interesting to hear, she writes and illustrates them. And it's really interesting to hear her process for choosing what goes into those books. So how much research and careful thought care art form, how much of that all goes into creating a simple 32 or 36 page picture book for kids. We'll put a link to that in the show notes. Okay, so let's talk moon landing books specifically. Now again, these books are on our list at readaloudrevival.com slash 131. The 50th anniversary of the moon landing is July 20th. So I'm thinking you're going to want to put these on hold at your library right away. If your library doesn't have them, you may want to put in a request that they get them. You know you can do that, right? So not all libraries work the same way, but many libraries do let their patrons make requests for purchases. A huge part of a library's job, of course, is to supply its patrons with the information they're looking for. And you can tell them, this is the information I'm looking for. A lot of times they will make room in their book buying budget for it. I actually do this all the time with my own library where I just put in a request. I can do it online, but you may need to just make a simple call to your library and ask them to purchase one. And because it's the Lunar Landing um, celebration this year, it's very likely your library will have a lot of these books. But you don't want to delay because other people are going to be putting these books on hold at the library as well. Now, the first one I want to tell you about is stunning. It's my favorite on this list. It's not new, but it's one you probably want to own and have on your shelf. I'm talking about Brian Floca's Moonshot. Now, nobody makes nonfiction picture books quite like author-illustrator Brian Floca. Premium members, you will recognize him because he came to Read Aloud Revival Premium. He met your kids when we read his book Locomotive for our family book club. Locomotive is about the Canadian Transcontinental Railroad. He demonstrated how he uses his different kinds of paints. Do you remember that? So this book, Moonshot, won a Cybert Honor uh, for nonfiction, and it also won the New York Times Best Illustrated Book Award. It's actually been newly expanded and re-released with new illustrations for this celebration this summer. Um, and for your kids who love details and how things work, you don't want to miss this one. I believe Brian Floca studied under David McCauley, who wrote and, and illustrates the Way Things Work book. So if you have kids who love those nonfiction, like how this machine works type of book, they're going to like Brian Floca's books as well. The text is lyrical. The illustrations are gorgeous. It really makes you feel like you're 
at, well, different parts of the book, it feel you feel like you're in Apollo 11 or you feel like you're watching it from Earth. So it's a, it's a unique reading experience. And at the back, there's some wonderful back matter. And this is an important piece for you to know for your older kids, too. With a lot of picture books, especially picture books that are based on something real that happened in history, back matter can be a launching point for a lot of information. First of all, any information that the author thinks is very important for the reader to know, but doesn't fit in the context of the picture book text will oftentimes be in the back matter. They oftentimes will tell us where they got their research or interesting tidbits about their research experience. And in general, I just think uh, back matter is rich for if you're really wanting to deep dive into a topic. You don't want to miss a book's back matter because it gives you a lot of other places to explore, rabbit holes to fall down, and just a lot of insight into what the author illustrator were working on and thinking about and using as they made the book. And the back matter in this book is no exception. So this is my top recommendation. So if you go to your library website and you see that their list, the whole list is 100 miles long on all of these moon landing books, this is my top recommendation for the book you probably want to own if you're only going to get one book about the moon landing. I would make it Brian Floca's Moonshot. Another book I want you to know about, this one just released this year, is called Papa Put a Man on the Moon. It's written by Christy Dempsey, and it's illustrated by Sarah Green. And this one is based on a textile mill in Slater, South Carolina, which produced beta cloth, which was um, a fiberglass grade fabric pioneered by a NASA textile expert. And it turns out that the fabric became one of the layers in the Apollo 11 spacesuits. The narrator of this picture's book's father works at the mill. And I just think this is a really beautiful testament and celebration to all the people, the seen and the unseen, the celebrated and the uncelebrated, who were uh, helping put men on the moon in 1969, right? So especially of those unsung heroes that we don't we don't ever hear about that had to do a lot of behind the scenes work to put Neil Armstrong, Buzz Aldrin, and Michael Collins on the moon in 1969. This is a story that celebrates one of those unsung heroes. Papa put a man on the moon. Okay, another really great book is called Marty's Mission. This one's written by Judy Young. It's illustrated by David Miles, and it's another story of an unsung hero related to the moon landing. Uh, did you know over 400,000 people helped to put the first man on the moon? From engineers to mechanics to seamstresses to the janitors who kept up the buildings, so many people had to give of themselves in order to make this happen. And Marty's mission is based on the true story of a 10-year-old boy who was brought to a tracking station on the United States territory of Guam to grease a failed bearing on an antenna in the final hours of Apollo, the Apollo 11 mission. Um, so this was another one that's a story of an unsung hero. And if you've got slightly older kids who are interested in learning more about those 400,000 people who helped send the three famous astronauts to the moon, you probably want to check out the book called Team Moon, How 400,000 People Landed Apollo 11 on the Moon by Catherine Themesh. This one is 80 pages long, and it's got quite a bit of text, so it's probably for your older kids. Uh, it is a picture book, and I love how in the dedication, the author says this in the dedication, for the kids of all those thousands and thousands of people who worked on Apollo, for the sacrifices you made, the birthday parties, ball games, and bedtime stories that your parents had to miss because the moon was calling and demanding their time. 
It must have been hard sometimes. But look at what they did. Thanks for sharing them with the world when we needed them most. Isn't that lovely? So that is a more um, dense account. There's a lot more text in this one. Um, So you'll get a little bit deeper into the different kinds of people and what they did to help put a man on the moon, which I think is something we don't really think about much, right? We, We think of Neil Armstrong. Of course, we think of Michael Collins and Buzz Aldrin going to the moon and being the first astronauts on the lunar mission, but we don't think of all the people it took to get them there. So I think this is a great book to get your hands on as well. Another one I want to tell you about is uh, A Kite for Moon. This one is by Jane Yolen and Heidi Stemple. It's illustrated by Matt Phelan. Now, I kind of snuck this one on the list because it isn't biographical about Neil Armstrong or about the moon landing, but the book is dedicated to Neil Armstrong. And the story is about what can happen when a child loves something and commits to doing something big with their life. I can't really tell you too much about the story without giving it away, but I loved this book and it is the illustrations are exquisite. Uh, I'm told <laughs> the first time I read this book, I gasped at the end of it and then clutched the book to my chest. So, And I was reading it to myself. So yeah, when I was talking about how you can model reading aloud picture books <laughs> to yourself, my kids see me doing this all the time, reading picture books to myself. So yeah, this is another one that I think you're absolutely going to want to get your hands on, and it's called A Kite for Moon. Again, it's not a biography, but it's very related to what we're talking about today, and that's all I'm going to tell you until you get your hands on it yourself. Okay, one more, and then you're going to have to see the rest of the list at readaloudrevival.com slash 131. I want to tell you about one more because I can't help myself. This one's called Armstrong, The Adventurous Journey of a Mouse to the Moon by Torben Coleman. This is a fantastical tale of a small mouse who goes to the moon for the first time. It's a little hard to explain. Um, It's not... It's not quite a picture book in the traditional sense in that it's 128 pages long. But it is a picture book. And the illustrations are stunning. I mean, absolutely incredible. And there's a lot of nonfiction bits and pieces in this fantasy story. So it's, it's I don't know, a parallel story of sorts to the real lunar landing, except our main character is a mouse. Um, And the great section, there's a great section of back matter that includes lots of nonfiction information about the lunar landing. Um, Again, back matter. So good. This book feels like a feast to me. There's so much here. There's so much to look at in the illustrations, an incredible story, fantasy story, uh, and then so much nonfiction. It's just, it's a hard book to categorize or pigeonhole into a, you know, nonfiction picture book or something, but it's a feast. And my kids loved this one. I read a cup, it's divided into chapters. Like I said, it's not a traditional picture book. And I read a couple of chapters each night to my five-year-old twins and seven-year-old, and they were riveted. They could not wait for story time each night. So I'd recommend this one for, I don't know, maybe ages four and up. I think the publisher actually lists it for eight to 12-year-olds, but I really think kids both older and younger than that are going to enjoy it. It's one of those books I think you could read with the entire family and everybody would get something from it. That's all I'm going to talk about on the show, but we've got about a dozen on our list and you can get that at readaloudrevival.com slash 131. Again, I wouldn't I wouldn't hesitate too much. I'd go get that and start putting books on hold at the library so you are ready to celebrate the lunar landing anniversary in July. Now it's time for Let the Kids Speak. This is my favorite part of the podcast. 
where kids tell us about their favorite stories that have been read aloud to them. What's your name? <laughs> what state do you live in? Texas. What is your favorite book? Uh, Lion, Witch, in the Wardrobe. Lion, Witch, in the Wardrobe? Yes. How old yeah. are you? Four. Four. And why do you like The Lion, the Witch, in the Wardrobe? Because it's good. It's good? Because there's not there aren't many bad parts. There aren't many bad parts? Yeah. Ah, it's a good book. Hi, my name is Truett. I live in Fort Worth. I'm four years old and I live in Fort Worth. My favorite book is A Turner of Narnia from the Final Wardrobe. Hi, my name is Caleb and I live in Fort Worth and I am six years old. And my favorite book is The Penderwicks because Batty gives a picture of Hound to Jeffrey. Hi, my name is Harvey and I am seven years old and I live in Fort Worth, Texas. My favorite book is Peter Nimble and his fantastic guys, and I want to be a lockpick like him. Hi, my name is Olivia, and I ride horses, and my favorite book is Wild Blue, and I really like horses. I ride them twice a week. Hi, my name is Walter. I live in North Kansas City on four. My favorite book is The King's Big Dinner. And why do you like that book? Because... I get the invitations. My name is Kaylee and I am six years old and I live in California and my favorite book is Pinkalicious and I like the book because she's really funny and she likes the color pink so much that she wants the cup pink cupcakes so much that she kind of gets a little grumpy. Hello, my name is Bria. I am nine years old. I live in Newark, Delaware. One of my favorite books is Fablehaven by Brandon Walt. I like it because I love fantasy and it is packed with mysteries. My name is Evie and I am eight years old and I live in Huntsville, Alabama. My favorite books are Magic Treehouse series because they find a magic treehouse and go back in time and meet really famous people. What is your name? Harrison Wiley Malcolm White. Where do you live? Alabama. How old are you? Three. And what is your favorite book? Popeye's the Canoe for me. And what do you love about that book? What's your favorite part? About a Popeye? Uh huh. A moon? The moon. Yeah. Hello, my name is Levi. I live in Papa, Michigan. And I'm six, and my favorite book is Cow Call the Wonder Horse. I like about it, there's a guy named Stinky Pete, and he's a rotter in the book, and there's a horse named Calico, and his, and then there's a guy named Hank. What's your name? Ellie, and and I live in Paw Paw, and I like Pink Delicious, and... Why do you like Pink Delicious? Because I, I like Pink. And how old are you? Four. Hi, my name is Alice. I'm four years old, and I live in Yuma, Arizona, and my favorite book is Hush Little Horsey. Why I like it is because there's horsies in it. Aha! Thank you so much, kids. Goodness, I love to hear your book recommendations. Remember, you can get the Moon Landing book list at Read Aloud Revival 
com slash 131. And that's it for now. I'll be back in two weeks. If you have teens or older kids and you have a hard time navigating the bookstore or library in the teen section, yeah, we're going to dig into why and how to go about the YA or young adult sections of your library or bookstore. I can't wait to chat with you about it. But in the meantime, go make meaningful and lasting connections with your kids through books. Are you still here? Okay, well, I am too. And I wanted to check to see if you've had a chance to download the samples from RAR Premium yet. RAR Premium is committed to helping you become the peaceful, happy mom you're called to be so that your kids know deep in their bones that you just love homeschooling them and also so that they can become lifelong voracious readers. Get a free sample of RAR Premium by going to readaloudrevival.com slash sample or by texting the word RAR sample, like it's one word all squished together, (laughs) to the number 33777.